Welcome to another fantastic week of TV channeling. My name is Tachi, in case you don't know, by this time, almost two years in, or actually two years in. Yes, it is two years, Tachi, and I am your illustrious co-host, Kevin, and just chiming in uh, to say that, yes, this is, I can't believe we've been doing this for two years. We started this right uh, right around the uh, election time two years ago, which was, you know, very complicated time for a lot of us. And, uh, but TV yeah, channel is the start of a lot of good things, but not that. Let's <laughs> yeah, t- TV channel, I think, has been here for America during some really tough times. <laughs> to make you laugh <laughs> because otherwise you'll cry <laughs> so and we will continue to be here for you uh, during these uh, uh good and bad times fantastic so today we actually have a combo show a two for show an old school show like we used to do you we are, are go- wait is this a classic tv channeling episode Tachi? I, I guess you could um, name this classic tv channeling yes this is a classic well at least classic style episode where we're going to do a review well actually we're doing it backwards because remember we used to do the news news and then we would do the review so now we're doing the tv review and then we're going to hit you with some news because we haven't done it in a while and i know you all are missing our take on what's going on in film and tv and entertainment so kevin would you like to tell the wonderful audience what we're going to be reviewing today well but first before i say anything else i gotta say the fact tv channeling is famous for if nothing else flipping the script so that's why we're mixing it up and giving you review first and news second so let me tell you a little bit about what we're reviewing today (laughs) (laughs) that was so needed thank you kevin (laughs) it was you were like wait a minute isn't that what tv channeling is famous for we we are famous for flipping the script all right (laughs) Gosh. This isn't this isn't your mom and dad's uh uh TV review and entertainment news podcast. This is yours. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so we're reviewing the Amazon of uh, of Prime Videos uh new show uh Homecoming. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. 20 minutes on the clock, 25 minutes on the clock because this is a clock blocking episode as well. Damn it. Oh, I, that, I have nightmares about that clock blocking me. All go. right. <laughs> so let me tell you a little bit about this, uh, this Amazon Prime Video original series. It's called Homecoming, uh, and it stars Julia Roberts. So Heidi, Julia Roberts, works at Homecoming, a facility helping soldiers transition to uh, civilian life. Years later, she has uh, started a new life when the Department of Defense questions why she left homecoming. Heidi realizes there's a whole other story behind the one she's been telling herself. So, Tachi, what did you think of Amazon Prime Videos Homecoming? I'm, let me say first that I'm delighted to see Julia Roberts on TV. The, you know, TV as, as this is. This is this is a very intriguing series. I was intrigued. One of the things that intrigued me, I, you know, I'm a filmmaker, so I really look at things like camera angles and shots. And in traditional television, traditional film, traditional media, everything is shot in a landscape 
form format, right? 16, 16 by 9 or 16.9 is now the uh, standard in terms of that, which is, you know, the widescreen, the HD is 16.9. So this is what you get used to seeing. So it was at first jarring. It starts off in 16.9 and then goes vertical, as if they shot it with a cell phone, but a really high-end cell phone so that it cuts off the sides and you just have that small strip of video. And this is the interesting, I've been really interested in vertical video lately, especially because of things like social media. You've got Instagram stories and which is really hot right now. Facebook is, is putting everything into the stories feature. And so stories are all done vertically. So it's really interesting that they chose to shoot the scenes in the restaurant because she now works in a restaurant she was a counselor for for them before for uh homecoming before now she ends up back home working in a restaurant so the scenes shot in the restaurant in current time are done vertically that was really an interesting choice oh absolutely now uh one thing i want to add about uh the show as well as our review uh, we were going to watch just one episode to have a first impression of the show, but it, the, uh, each episode is only a half an hour or less, so we decided to watch two episodes. And then, after watching two, I was so, like, intrigued and, you know, going down this path about this show that I ended up watching a third episode, and I am so glad that I did, because a lot happens in episode three. But, uh, what you're talking about, the aspect ratio was very intriguing, because because we well, the show starts in 2018 and all of that is in widescreen but when we go to the future when she's left this job for we're not sure exactly why um we see a, a like a small kind of square almost it's like it's all the it's almost it's black all around which is really interesting because i would have thought that they would reverse it because in the present time frame things are very that's there the show has a way of making you feel off balance right from the start the way the camera moves there's this incredibly i don't know how they did there's this long uh in episode one as we see julia roberts on a phone call walking through the facility that's one shot that's magnificent there's all kinds of people extras moving around and we're getting a view of the world um as she moves through this giant facility and the the more she moves through the facility and the idea of the bigger it seems uh we get kind of i got a feeling of like what exactly is going on here i felt kind of uncomfortable and so many different things came to mind as i was watching the show i got what popped into my head was the beginning of the matrix story mm. the the way that they kind of shot the beginning when the world was supposed to be just a regular world but something didn't feel quite right that is the vibe i was totally getting from homecoming uh as we move through the facility she's working at and it, that's another thing the whole place has this uh the, the whole facility has like all this mid-century modern furniture mid-century modern has never felt so unsettling as it does in this show because they keep telling you it's 2018 so it's like they're not so this is the time we're in so it's not some kind of sometimes there's shows and movies that trick you where they don't tell you what time it is and you're not really sure and you're waiting for somebody to pick up a cell phone to let you know when this is supposed to be but they keep telling you this is 2018 so it's like well the furniture 
furniture and the clothes. Something doesn't feel right, and I can't put my finger on what exactly. So I was thinking about the Wachowski siblings as well as watching it. And then as the show progressed, I started feeling like Twilight Zone vibes. What the hell is going on with this show? Yes, yes, yes. I, okay. So going back to your thing about the shot there are a lot of overhead shots if you notice in that first episode there are very few shots when they are dealing with the the issue or whatever it happened. even then there are never single very few shots of of single individuals by themselves so think about the the beginning when they were on the phone julia roberts was on the phone with like the head boss they were walking, she was walking through the facility, huge overhead, a whole bunch going on, you know, nothing. So this is taking place as all this is happening. But the same thing with her boss. Her boss was, um, he's either golfing or somewhere in China doing something. There's, there's activity going on at the same time they're having this conversation. So it's a little unsettling because if you look at traditionally there, you know, unless they make a big deal of, oh, hey, I'm at the market this didn't make a big deal of it. And so it's unsettling because you're like, what, what's going on? Because the camera angle is, is, is interesting. You're hearing this noise. You're seeing them walk through things and you're like, what, what the hell is this? So that is the first inclination that something wicked this way comes, that something is off. Also, the um the feeling the vibe that you got i got that same vibe in terms of the uh, the type of show but there are two other shows there so when you mentioned the mid-century modern yes definitely it felt unsettling and it also reminded me of legion if you remember in legion yes. they had the same uh. kind of mid-century modern furniture that kind of mid-century modern is now going to be a metaphor for something is about to happen <laughs> it's, it's, it's about clearly, to go down it's about to go down and then two national treasure i don't know if you the the filmmaking style kind of has that same feel as national treasure you need to say the tv show national treasure because people think people are thinking of the uh uh nicholas cage that's uh, right no no, not the nicholas cage movie uh um the the uh the television series done by i think it was bbc and channel four together yes and it it was available and it is currently available on hulu and if you want to check out a review of it it's available here on tv channeling that's right that's right so yeah that's what that's what i was feeling in terms of vibes that i was getting from other shows and the the show has an incredible cast uh not only has it got julia roberts but it also has sissy spacek uh is in it and we also have oh my god her boss is played by oh my god it's danny comma oh i can never pronounce his name help me help me Kalavali? You, you want me to help you? <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're always here for me, co-host. <laughs> oh, not today. D- Danny Kalaval, uh, Kalaval, Kalavali, Kalaval. That way again, I really, I appreciate your uh, help and support, Tanchi. Uh, Bobby, Bobby, C A N N A V A L E, Kalaval. It's anyway, either Carnival or Carnivale. I don't know. Anyway, okay, he's in it. Um, he's been in a ton of things, and he's an incredible actor. And also, um, another person who I always get confused is, uh, uh, um, I always confuse Dylan McDermott with Dermot Mulroney. So it was kind of uh, what's neat about the the show is it actually is kind of a reunion 
for uh uh Julia Roberts and uh uh god damn uh dermot milroney from yes. best friend's wedding so if, yes. you're, if you've been waiting all these years for my uh, best friend's wedding uh two this is the closest you're gonna get for now is <laughs> homecoming um but anyway the cast is impeccable and the acting is really good uh, i, I want to mention one thing before we run out of time because this really broke in episode three and i believe you just watched episode one and two correct well i started watching episode three and then we had to get on and do this so <laughs> believe me i'm going to go back and finish watching it when well one thing that i want to talk about was uh the chemistry between julia roberts and stephen james who plays uh, uh walter in episode three, they have this conversation about, uh, he's the, uh, her, the main, uh, patient that we see her interact with and she's treating. And, um, we, uh, they have a conversation, uh, about, uh, about what taking a long car trip with somebody, a road trip can do to a relationship. And there was so much chemistry between them. I don't know where any, if they're going to allow anything to happen, but I was really getting a strong vibe between them and I was really starting to enjoy it. I don't know where this is going to go. Um, I have no idea what the payoff is going to be ultimately, but for this is such a non Julia Roberts, what we consider a Julia Roberts, quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes, you can't see kind of character. But when she starts interacting with this guy, I started getting little glimpses of like, oh, my God, that's the Julia Roberts we know and love. I just like I, I just got little little glimpses of that of that, you know, pretty woman when she and this guy start interacting. And I'm like, mm. is this am I magic? Is there some kind of chemistry between these two? Is something going to happen? Because he's significantly younger than her, but I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm down with it. Like, let's let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> There's something else I forgot to mention in terms of, of, of being synonymous with another work of film. Well, even though this is not film, I got born identity and born supremacy and born ultimatum in this because of the whole secrecy of, of this organ of homecoming. Remember what was it called? Blackwater, I believe was yeah. the name of, yeah. Well, but the there's actually a real Blackwater, but yes, I, I think it might have to be some name like was that gr- on the show. Blackbriar, Greenbriar, Blackwater. It's, it's some a kind color. Of a, some, and, some kind of very generic sounding name that turns out to be very, very scary when you look beneath the surface of it. Um, the it also reminds me of something that's a very famous uh british cult tv show called the prisoner yes i don't know if you're familiar with that yes number six how could i not be familiar with it? okay so fans of tv know the show and they even parodied it parodied it famously on the simpsons Simpsons. i remember that's like my favorite episode (laughs) yeah so there is uh something happens in episode three that was like what the hell it, it was like i'm like is this like a prisoner kind of thing because no. there's a there's a question about like if are these people here voluntarily or right. are they or are they allowed to leave and in fact if when you go back to the i don't remember if it was the it was the first episode when the one i will call him prisoner because this is what it's seeming to shape up to be even though they're there voluntarily I think it was an episode two when he kind of goes berserk and he asks his roommate, uh, how, how do you know we're in Florida? And he just goes down this whole trajectory. So supposedly they're in Florida, but he goes down this whole trajectory. Like, do you know, did you see we landed in Florida? 
Did we land at the airport? What airport did you land at? Did you see any signs that said, welcome to Florida? How, why? Because we have palm trees? There's palm trees in California. I mean, he, it was almost feeling like a conspiracy theorist type thing. But then I was like, I assumed, I made an assumption at first that it was Florida, but because of the palm trees. However, when I start, after he said that, I started to look at the types of palm trees and I'm like, yeah, we tend not to have those tall, tall palm trees in there. And then I noticed a mountain. I'm like, yeah, that's definitely not Florida. There are exactly. No I, was, I was thinking that same thing when we saw those mountains. I'm like, wait, where, wait, where are we kind of thing? And and um, speaking of the, the where are we thing, there's uh, other shows and things that this echoes is uh, a show like Lost. And you may be thinking, like, how is this echoing Lost? Because Lost basically gave you this, like, you're seeing all these different things happening you're not exactly sure what's happening but the difference between a show like lost where there's just random polar bears on an island that they're a, a pacific a island in the pacific where there shouldn't be a polar bear and there's giant statues with four toes for some reason this feels like it's actually leading somewhere and it's not just trying to confuse you just for confusion's sake right it's like something is happening and we're not exactly sure what but we're being led somewhere and one of the things that i don't know about you that i was feeling initially when i first started watching the show um uh Julia Roberts, we see her in her current life where she's working as a waitress. And all of a sudden, a guy shows up and starts questioning her. And he says he's doing an investigation about the homecoming program. And uh, when he is asking her questions, uh, it's like she seems nervous and annoyed. And initially, I was I was thinking that that I and everybody else watching the show was like a mouse in a giant maze and julia roberts was placing pieces of cheese for us to find but then i was like wait a minute i think julia roberts is looking for the same cheese we are she's Mm. in this maze too and it was just really the show is just unfolding and um i i truly am baffled but in a good way she may want to stop what she's doing because if if past experiences from other movies are any indication when you start to get too into something and start to investigate too much that usually leads to your demise or oh, people oh absolutely chasing you. well also one thing i love is like where they have like like phrases that seem pretty innocuous on the surface like at one point uh uh bobby Cannaval or Cannavale is saying to julia roberts that um it's a classic case of week five burnout and i'm just like when they're, when they're referring to one of the clients and and i'm like okay but then i thought about it for another second like wait a minute that starts starts sound kind of ominous what does that mean a classic case what are they doing to these guys and another exactly. thing in, another thing in history it made me think of is the tuskegee experiment ah ah i was, I was like oh no what is happening to these people Interesting, interesting. And again, that whole willing participants type of thing until you're not a willing participant. Exactly. So yeah, I'm worried about a lot of people's safety <laughs> in this show. I, I have no idea what's happening, but I really feel like th- they are... Uh, there was a scene where with uh, Julia Roberts and Sissy Spacek where Julia Roberts is talking about the fact that this guy showed up out of nowhere and he's asking her questions about the job she had before. And she told her mother how I told him that, you know, I quit that job because you fell and I came down here to take care of you. And she goes, no, you didn't. 
you uh, you came here after quitting your job and i fell two weeks later right i and remember she was, that and she's absolutely like no no that's not how, yes you are you were here when i fell and just like julia roberts doesn't understand what's happening in the in her present in the show in the present and just like so all of a sudden all the things that she thinks that 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 were going down she's not sure and all the things that are happening in 2018 for the quote-unquote clients they're not sure what the hell's going on it is just it's really kind of uh, uh another thing this show made me think of this show is making me think about so many different things I don't know if you're familiar with the M.C. Escher painting, The Labyrinth. Yes, I am. Okay, that if anybody, if you, if uh, when you're listening to this, go look up that painting. It, it's a, basically a series of all these different staircases, and where where you can't tell which way is up and which way is down. There's a scene where the uh, actual character who's doing the investigation, uh, whose name I can't find right now, but the guy who actually came to question Julia Roberts about her involvement in Homecoming, where he goes to where uh, this file room straight out of Indiana Jones that just goes on forever but he walks down these stairs to get to where the files are in the basement and he keeps going round and round down these stairs and i just felt like these this shot of him going down these stairs is him entering the labyrinth of that painting and when he opens the door and goes into this uh cavernous i mean just like football field uh plural size room with boxes and stacks and stacks and stacks and stacks of boxes filled with files and uh it was just like this we're entering the labyrinth trying to figure out what the hell is going on here Mm, which mm, way is up which way is down nothing we think we see or know is we can't depend on any of it wow that's a scary thought absolutely absolutely and it's not it's not unreal (laughs) (laughs) it feels like what's happening right now in the world exactly you know they keep talking you can we can no longer use the term dystopian when we are describing (laughs) anything anymore when it comes to fiction normally the phrase is dystopian future but now it's a dystopian present (laughs) so we might not have a future save me nancy pelosi (laughs) (laughs) is she our best hope (laughs) help me nancy pelosi you're her only hope (laughs) oh goodness wow wow princess pelosi but anyway (laughs) (laughs) it's funny it reminds me of a, a a sticker a cart uh, sticker for a campaign sticker, but it was like a spoof that one of my colleagues had on the back of um, his car, and it was for the you know the election in 2016, and it said Obi Wan and then Kenobi, 2016, our only hope. I said, "You're right. I might have to vote for Obi Wan." <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, we we need all the help we can get. Oh, oh, um, uh, I want to say the name of the character who's doing the investigation is Thomas, uh, uh. Cura, oh my god Curascusca. Oh, damn it these italian names it's c-a-r-r-a-s-c-o uh caracuso 
something like that. Well, anyway, he's the uh, character that's doing the uh, investigation, and I feel like we're kind of moving. The funny thing is, when we first kind of see him, um, there's an old school detective show called Columbo, yes. where it was a, 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 a kind of disheveled kind of seeming like a person who's always lost in their own thoughts kind of seeming like they're kind of a bumbling kind of almost like an idiot but as as time goes by it's like no this guy is some kind of weird genius exactly and, he's and, like oh one more thing exactly and he basically puts everybody he's investigating off balance because you think that he's a you think that you can outsmart him because he seems like he's distracted and like not all there but what's not his he's basically eight moves ahead of you in the game of chess he, and yes this he guy, is a Columbo exactly exactly didn't you get that vibe i was just like, i got he, a colombo vibe you're absolutely so right. even down to his weird glasses that have like a magnet in them i've never even seen that before where his he puts his glasses on their two sides of his glasses and he puts them on and they like snap together with a magnet in between which i don't know if you need to have a magnet that close to your brain but that's i don't else. think that's a good idea maybe it, that's why he's so disheveled that's what that is that damn magnet but the funny thing is as i was watching him i was thinking at first when i first started when his character first came on the screen i'm thinking like well he's so disheveled and kind of like a a, a, a weird kind of confused nerd and then i thought oh, damn it he's us weird like he, in the video game he, he is us we're the we're the we're we're the we know as much as he does and we're trying to figure out what the hell's going on and he's trying to figure out what's going on so hopefully he's smarter at figuring out what the hell's happening than i am because i need answers and i need them now exactly i hope the hell so <laughs> so the only question i have about this show is the the after seeing three episodes this is one of the most intriguing things I've seen in a long time. And the problem with these kinds of things, like even something like, say, Manifest, which is uh, the show that just premiered this fall. We reviewed it earlier. Check out our fall, uh, uh, our early fall reviews. Uh, it's very intriguing premise and it's sucking us in. But can the payoff basically equal the setup? Because one of the things that was really intriguing was when we were trying to get information about, or when I was trying to get information about the show, when we were doing our fall preview episode, I saw a trailer, and the trailer gave us, like, zero information other than the fact that Julia Roberts is in this. That's all it told us. And I'm like, what the hell is this show about? But I'm like, that was very deliberate, because one of the things I hate is how many uh trailers now for tv shows and movies give away everything they tell you so much it's just like i just need just enough to let me know to, to that i want to see this i don't like trailers that are over a minute damn oh. it <laughs> <laughs> all right all right I so it comes to the question all right so tashi <laughs> since we've been clock blocked uh uh <laughs> when it comes to amazon prime videos homecoming starring julia roberts are you going to keep watching or are you going to change the screening service no they've already hooked me the it's just it seems like it's going to be phenomenal and they better not disappoint at the end but i'm i'm liking it so i'm going to continue to watch so now i need to ask you kevin when it comes to amazon prime videos homecoming starring julia roberts are you going to keep watching or stream ahead <laughs> well the, the funny thing is the only reason i'm not watching episode four is because i'm doing this show with you right now that's the only thing stopping me <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm such a bother <laughs> so if it weren't for this damn podcast i'd be watching episode four right now if it weren't so, for this damn podcast i wouldn't be watching it probably. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, this has absolutely sucked me in. And the only issue for me now is, can this show pay off like the beginning is what it's leading me towards? This maze that we're being led through, it better be a big, big-ass damn wheel of cheese at the end of this maze. I like cheese. I like cheese too. So I want, I want, I want not just regular Parmigiano. Good next, next craft. No, I need Parmigiano Reggiano. Exactly. So we need the From good Dean stuff. and DeLuca. Exactly. We need the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so all right. So I guess we're moving on to our news section. So yes. what is going on in the world of entertainment this week, Tachi? Before we do that, should I clock us? No, we don't. We're, we're gonna. We're free. We we that we're that clock has blocked us for the last time this episode. Okay, all right. So, lots going on in the world of a TV, film, and entertainment. First thing that we have to talk about is this whole Rebel Wilson nonsense. So, for those of you who don't know Rebel Wilson, she was in you. I I crack up because you always call it like a Glee knockoff. Yeah, uh, oh yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> perfect movie. It's just total Glee ripoff. In fact, you know, Ryan Murphy, you need to sue. Get your attorney, to get your legal team on this. Oh, he's too busy making money off of all his other wonderful <laughs> things. So he gives not a damn about Pitch Perfect. Well, you know what? If you do sue them, you can basically give uh, the lion's share of the money to some of your favorite charities and uh, the little cub share to me for suggesting this. That seems fair. Anyway, before we're struck down. <laughs> I'm just trying to help people, Tachi. Yeah, yeah. This is why you took a little uh, bit for your trouble. Whatever. <laughs> so Rebel Wilson say if you don't know what she said, she was on Ellen and she made this fantastical statement. She said that she was the first plus-sized woman to star in a romantic comedy. She said this on Ellen. Yeah, because she's out uh, basically uh, hawking her new movie. Do you have the name of it handy? I can't remember what the name is. Is it called Romantic Comedy or something like that? Um, or called Rom-Com? Pre- let's pretend it's called that. <laughs> We're not even going to give her a free plug. That's how upset we are by this statement. <laughs> Whatever. And I'm not even going to look for it because to me it's not that important. <laughs> Well, anyway, she's out there um, um, pushing her new rom-com, the, the name I can't remember. And I actually did see the trailer, and the trailer actually did look interesting, but she kind oh, of... Oh, it's think, called Isn't It Romantic? Isn't It Romantic? So, yeah, the trailer looked really interesting, but then she ruined it by basically going on, on television saying that she is the first plus-size uh, actress to ever star in a romantic comedy. And then Melissa McCarthy and Queen Latifah and uh, Ricky Lake were all like, um, excuse me? Hello, as well as their fans, she got just blown away on Twitter. As well, she should she should be dragged for that. Here and here's the thing: uh, it was it was brought up. We had a great conversation last. Time. I'm going to bring it up with um, Coca Brown, and she. We basically talked about this last night, and she brought up the fact that you know Rebel Wilson is Australian, and um, that she maybe did not know. And I can see not understanding the culture that you have adopted. However, I do expect you to do some research before you open your mouth to make such a, a, a ridiculous claim. That's like, 
How how are you the first in 2000? I, I'm sorry. And that did that even sound right to you? And did you not have people around you that, well, she made, she said it and it was too late. But I'm like, why would you think that? And why would you not take the time to research that? And I'm pretty sure she said this in the company of some people that are supposed to be in her circle. And they would have, they, you know, if they were thinking, they should have been like, let's research it before you say, before you say this publicly. But no, everybody was like, yes, rebel, rebel, you're our queen and said nothing. And subsequently, she went on Ellen and made this ridiculous, frivolous claim to which, I mean, you could go way back, way back to like Mae West, etc. And and find numerous examples. I shouldn't say numerous, but find some examples. Of, Absolutely. Yeah. Some examples. But, but let's talk about uh, Coca Brown. Uh, the fact that, yeah, that she is uh, from 911, Ryan Murphy show 911. And also, I, I want to give you a plug. Um, the, it was on an episode of your uh, one of your other many shows, Tanchi, Mediascope, that's available on Periscope and Facebook Live. And it was a great interview. And I absolutely agree with her. But but I do not give Rebel any kind of slack for being Australian because she has been in America for like at least a decade. She had like a show, uh, a, a sitcom that came on ABC like in the uh, uh, early 2000s or mid 2000s or something like that. So she's been here for a while. And Melissa McCarthy is making and starring in movies as we speak. So the idea that she didn't know. And then do you have her like apology or her not, not, not even yeah, an apology, her she, explanation? Let's well, her okay. Explanation. Well, she has apologized now, but she did have have an explanation i have to find um the uh the explanation um for it so she had an explanation of uh age that she didn't because uh people on twitter said that well what about queen latifah and you know was it monique i, I don't remember if it was oh queen yeah Mo- monique as well and also in, right. in the mentioning of of melissa mccarthy and she was the debate was like were they really plus size or right her debate was like well i don't know that they were really considered plus side plus plus size which anything in in hollywood eyes that's above really a 12 for for hollywood is considered plus size not necessarily i think i think you're being overly generous i'd I'd say anything above twig Anything above an eating disorder would be considered a plus size actress. <laughs> you know, okay, so so let's do that. Exactly. Anything above of twig size is that. But, you know, for all intents and purposes, what Hollywood considers plus size is not what the rest of us consider plus size. What we would, you know, it, we would consider it, you know, maybe normal. So here's the thing. If you're using that as an excuse, anything above, like you said, Twig, is plus size in Hollywood. So how are you then going to sit there and and go through and justify what you said? That's a case of you trying to justify what the hell you said instead of trying to learn and understand where you're wrong. And then she made the the case of, I don't remember exactly how she put it, but something to the effect of it uh, as to whether or not they were actually considered, what is it, the star, lead roles in the those movies 
which that's where you messed up. Yeah, nice try. So if to clean it up, her people need to put she needs to put out a, a a video or a picture of herself in front of a TV on Instagram and Twitter where she's got a stack of movies, including like The Holiday starring Queen Latifah and Hairspray starring Ricky Lake, and be like, "All right, I'm I'm doing my homework, people," because the fact that she hadn't seen any of these movies, Queen Latifah was in a ton of romantic comedy. Absolutely, that's I mean everything. Um, a lot of besides set it off a lot of what she did. <laughs> although you could you could you could argue you know anyway you, you, I, you, I, you, you could argue comedy argue. you could argue romantic but no you not uh, not not comedy but ro- ro- romantic yes, there, you there could was argue. a romantic uh entanglement that she experiences exactly. in that okay so i have the actual quote it's like yeah so this is why i don't get it because she said she knew she said yeah of course after people pointed out her us uh, her wrong yeah, of course I know these movies, but it was questionable as to whether, one, technically those act- actresses were plus-sized when filming those movies, or two, technically those films are categorized, billed as a studio rom-com with a sole lead. So there's a slight gray area. The only gray area is you not knowing what a rom-com is and what a lead role is. That's yeah. the gray area, which... That is all kinds of... Yeah, no. The, that's not even... Ricky Lake was having a moment and she started in a few movies. There was one called Mrs weatherfield or weather something weather bottom whatever she was in a lot of things when she was having her moment after uh the success of uh hairspray so yeah nice try though nice try so i have to read this too so monique in a surprisingly supportive tweet not supportive of what she said but she said hey my sweet sister let's please not allow this business to erase our talent with giving gray areas and technicalities take a moment and know the history don't be a part of erasing it i wish you the best i was like instead of a read she came out and and you know was trying to educate and so rebel says hi monique it was never my intention to erase anyone else's achievements and i adore you and queen latifah so so much i support all plus size ladies and everything positive we are doing together however she still did not recant her thing oh so, and, and and did and again didn't even acknowledge melissa mccarthy but, but you know what right now when you were reading the what monique said my mouth was open so wide you could do you could do dental work on me i was so stunned i was like, shocked what? when i read i now, was shocked now we need to break this down for a second thank god you didn't put that clock on because i need to say something okay <laughs> <laughs> because now, now uh, monique came for basically the queen of the world oprah winfrey came with knives out and twisting twisting those knives but she came with such love and such generosity to rebel wilson to rebel wilson i thought it was going to be a read when i said oh okay here no it was yeah i thought i thought it was gonna be it was we're gonna take a look it's in a book it was gonna be a reading rainbow tachi but apparently (laughs) not no okay so now here's the apology rebel wilson tweeted in a couple of well-intentioned moments hoping to lift my fellow plus-sized women up I neglected to show the proper respect to those who climbed this mountain before me, like Monique, Queen Latifah, Melissa McCarthy, Ricky Lake, and likely many others. With the help of some very compassionate and well-thought-out responses from others on social media, 
I now realize what I said was not only wrong, but also incredible hurtful, incredibly hurtful. To be a part of a problem I was hoping I was helping makes it much more embarrassing and hard to acknowledge. I blocked people on Twitter be when, because I was hurting from the criticism, but those are the people I actually need to hear from more, not less. Again, I am deeply sorry. Wow, you know what? That the publicist needs to basically they need a they need a hug and a, a cup of coffee because they did a damn good job, uh, uh, putting that together that statement. Because even mentioning the people that she blocked on Twitter who were not basically reading her but just try to actually give her some knowledge, which is shocking that she wouldn't know about is absolutely stunning so good job good it, job good job i i hope it really truly is a teachable moment for her and not just lip service for pub uh, for public uh publicity sake i hope she really did learn something from that uh especially uh, again you say this all the time the the fact that you are oppressed does not mean that you will be um sympathetic to the oppression of others absolutely and so, you know this is a case of that so i hope she now sees that uh, the wrong in her ways and this is and that is a uh, true as people like to say teachable moment well also this could be a money-making moment if she was smart because well, this would be a great time to jump on the idea of doing a movie starring her and someone like queen latifah or uh ricky lake or uh, uh melissa mccarthy uh, have them be in some kind of buddy comedy thing because that would be really fun okay i don't want to say it would be fun but and i don't want to sound god forgive me for this but maybe the sweetness of Monique's tone in that could be. Okay. I'm still acting, people. I'm still an actress. I have I'm an Oscar. Give me a job. <laughs> okay. Whoa. Well, again, she after after she came with her knives out for Oprah, as well as others, including um oh my God, the creator of uh of uh empire what's his name uh uh lee daniels yeah lee, how can i not forget because remember it was lee daniels uh uh sapphire uh, 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 sapphire by lee Dan it, they, his name was like in the name of that damn movie when they were pushing that for, during oscar time i heard the name lee daniels a billion times not to mention lee daniels the butler the butler well, every <laughs> everything he does has his name on it besides yeah empire per se yeah um, that's the only reason you know actually that's i'm going to give you guys some deep background about uh, the history of tv channeling initially our show was going to be produced by lee daniels but it was going to be called lee daniels tv channeling and we we're like no <laughs> no and that's why we went it alone Tatiana, <sighs> like, we go, i'm sorry we'd love <sighs> to work with you but it doesn't feel right that your name should be above the title well, had that been the cast, uh, the ch ch the case, we probably would have been making um, more, <laughs> more than triple of nothing. It was <laughs> clearly a mistake on our part to say no. <laughs> it was it was a huge mistake. Maybe we need to take maybe we need to take a book out of Monique's uh, turned over leaf and. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Lee? Thank you so much for the offer. We appreciate you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the offer wow. came with love and respect, and we appreciate it so very much. Wow. Okay. Well, since we spent a lot of time on Rebel <laughs> Wilson, what else? Let's let's go on. So let's talk a little bit about um, Fox News. Now, I don't know. They're calling for a more quote, un and they have this in quotes in the story in the in Deadline Hollywood, inclusive dialogue 
after Tucker Carlson's home was attacked. Now, if you don't know, Tucker Carlson is a, a personality on Fox News. I don't know to call him a journalist. Well, yeah, I was going to say that you that was the nicest possible thing you could call Tucker, Tucker Carlson. But an, an incorrect thing would be journalist. So, he's yes, not a journalist. A personality. He's a, not a, he's a personality. That's and I think a good personality, but a personality. No, personality is just the generic like term. He's a, he's a person is what you're basically saying. And I can, you know what? I will co-sign on that. He's a person on Fox News. Yes. So apparently... There were protesters that... And what's, what is the definition of attacked, by the way? What does it mean <laughs> that his house was attacked? Did they throw eggs at it, or was there toilet paper involved? No, no. I, I they, This is not what I'm reading. If, if that's the case, then I, you know, well, I need I thought, to dig did, further. Wait, did I hear incorrectly? Did you say that... Did they use the word attacked? His house yes, was attacked? Yes, they used his home was, uh, was uh, attacked. So what they said is that they... Uh, uh, protesters had set on... In- uh, set on intimidation showed up outside Tucker Carlson's DC home last night. So uh, it, it's not saying anything about they were okay. So they were on the front lawn accusing him of promoting hate um, with violence. Uh, they said, well, this is what Fox news said. The violent threats and intimidation tactics toward him and his family are completely unacceptable. I, okay. Here's one thing. You don't show up to people's homes and and threaten if this is uh, what was done. Yeah, if this, if, that's, if, a, that's a very key, that's a if. For, if this actually happened, no. Threats are never okay. Um, threatening people's families or threatening the people themselves that are, that are you feel are, and I'd say in, in Tucker Carlson's case, correctly, uh, race baiting and promoting uh, violence and uh, 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 putting forward absolutely untrue propaganda, but threats are never okay absolutely so here's the thing scott um and wallace from fox news said we as a nation have become far too intolerant of different points of view recent events across our country clearly highlight the need for a more civil respectful and inclusive national conversation those of us in the media and in politics bear a special obligation to all Americans to find some common ground. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's- oh, oh, so, but now you want to find, and I'm going to say this, now you want to find common ground. There have been all these incidents which were spurred by hate by, and, and Fox News is a, is a very far-right network. We all know this. And th- there are proponents of Fox News and the far-right who have been doing all sorts of God knows what to the silence of Fox News. But now that one of your own is attacked, you want to call for civility? Now 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 you want us to be civil. Where what? was your uh your 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 uh, American duty of civility and discourse before? Well, it's even even using the word I have a problem with even using the word attacked if they're not saying nobody did anything. So it now no. threats but but uh are not cool. So there's absolutely no excuse for threatening. But he nobody was attacked. They used the word attacked their house, but there no one's listing of like what if they did? Did they ring his doorbell? What did they do? I would so, need to, to, to do some more research to see. Yeah, this. so there's so that. So I'm, if they if, but if they did anything, no, that I mean, let me make one thing crystal clear. If they did anything to his home 
anything stepped on a on a flower anything that's not cool throwing eggs anything they any kind of vandalism anything like that threats of any kind absolutely wrong but it's very rich coming from a whole network that basically did something like they made Sheldon Adelson into some boogeyman and then when a synagogue gets shot up in the name of the idea that there's this Jewish cabal trying to destroy America all these crazy things they're putting out that they stoked those fires and now that people were outside picketing or yelling in front of Tucker Carlson's house now they want to ask to like lower the temperature and the same thing with uh there were pipe bombs sent to former president Obama right. still my president but but for other people he's the former president <laughs> <laughs> as well as to Hillary Clinton and other uh democratic figures Fox News was like um so what they were using terms floss flags because the people were uh, initially thought rightly that of course this is some right wing trump supporting you know uh zealot that uh is sending these pipe bombs and fox news were perpetuating this idea that this is some kind of trick and it turned out it wasn't a trick exactly and the bombs were real the threat was real someone was trying to kill people and they were a trump supporter and they had been spurned on by both his speech as well as the kind of uh propaganda that keeps happening on fox news and one other thing they're upset about the pipe bombs being sent as well as the mass shooting the mass shooting at the synagogue as well as the uh two black people being shot by another zealot in a right. grocery store who tried to attempt to go sh- do another church shooting their reaction to that seemed completely muted compared to their reaction when some people like Sarah Sanders uh got uh got people protesting them at restaurants being told that uh, that you know you should be ashamed of yourself for lying to the american people that for some reason was a bridge too far but pipe bombs uh being sent in the mail seemed to get a very muted response but now tucker carlson people yelling apparently at 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 his house that gets a very big response so hopefully they will see what goes around comes around and this will calm a lot of this stuff down if they and i hate to say this this does not this is not a cool thing to say but i'm going to step out on limb and say it i'm actually uh, uh grateful for this incident that happened with him because of the fact that maybe this will lower the temperature maybe because again they are the ones they've been turning the fire up for a long time and now they're surprised that the water is boiling so yeah turn the stove down everybody needs to get a little bit calmer but you need to stop stop propagating this hatred you're the main focus of this you're the one that's generating this kind of stuff mainly so yeah calm it down maybe they've been turning up the fire because they're trying to uh cook those chickens that have come home to roost Uh, 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 wow this is this is why if you're going to co-host a podcast get yourself a professor take a lesson from me (laughs) go out and find a professor because they will bring it around and wrap it up (laughs) so wow with a big bow (laughs) very well done if Thank I had you, a if I had a hat, I would take it off. <laughs> I learned it from you, bro. I learned it from you. <laughs> All right, we've given Fox News enough time. Let's move on. All right, so let's move on from them to another. Oh, I'm not going to say it. 
Um, let's move on. To- <laughs> it's too easy. Let's move on. Satanists are suing Netflix and Warner Brothers for $50 million. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you could guess what I was gonna say, yes. right? Anyway. Yes. <laughs> so I said I'm just gonna move on. It's too easy. So it's suing uh Netflix too easy and- or too true. But anyway, go ahead. Go ooh, ahead. ooh, well <laughs> they're suing Netflix and Warner Brothers for fifty million dollars in a Sabrina copyright clash. Now I really wanted to talk about this, or we really wanted to talk about this because the last show we did, we reviewed the chilling adventures of Sabrina and I, Mark, I said, Mark, my word, somebody's going to have a problem with it. Whether it's people who are witches and wicked, Wiccan, yeah. or what that somebody was going to have a problem with it. Sure enough, the next oh day. My, yeah, yeah. That's p- please go listen to that episode. Cause it was a prophecy. In fact, after the show, Tachi, we need to discuss winning lotto numbers because you know, something <laughs> you have some kind of, you have a window into the other side. If I knew I would be a lottery winner myself. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I need to channel that magic that I use for this into the lottery. Definitely. Well, you know what, you know, Tachi, we have the power of two. You have to basically be be in my presence for your powers to come to full fruition. Okay. That's how it works, apparently. Fine. So we'll work on that after the recording. <laughs> <laughs> if this is the last episode of TV channeling, we're on a beach on our private island, y'all. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we can do the episode from a beach on a private island. Anyway. Okay, well, yeah, I'll be too busy uh, g- getting rubbed down with coconut oil but to be talking about any TV shows, but you, you can do it by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you are so wrong. <laughs> anyway, so they filed a lawsuit against Netflix and Warner Brothers over a certain statue that's in the series, uh, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. So... The lawyer, Bruce Litterman, wrote on behalf of the... My thing is like, how do you keep a straight face when Satan has come to you and say, can you represent our case? Apparently, you just, you want to be on TV. That's the only reason to say yes to this. I mean, this is such a crazy thing so b- b- about the about the, the about the goat head uh, statue or whatever. Yes. Because honestly, why aren't the the purveyors of uh, goat's milk's cheese uh, suing? Because <laughs> you're giving goats a bad name <laughs> with the chili adventures of Sabrina. Well, okay, well, but you make an important point. Remember before... When the National Cattlemen's Beef Association sued Oprah because she had said something about what you're know, being afraid to eat meat or something like that. Yes, and so and she had to do a whole series of the Oprah Winfrey show in Texas because of, of the lawsuit because she had to be in court like every day. Of course, she won that. But that that is an interesting point you brought up. But the, the National Goat Herders Association or whatever <laughs> because it's giving goats a bad name. And the, cra- the crazy thing is not only did those cattlemen of uh, the ranchers lose their case, which they were the crazy thing is it only gave more people more information about you know the diciness of our meat supply um and and when you go up against go up against oprah like monique you are going to lose and go down absolutely and if it weren't for the 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 cattlemen association suing oprah we would have never had dr phil unleashed on us because that's where she came in contact with dr phil 
exactly exactly so all of this is for good but i mean they just thought they 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 were stupid that was some real audacity to think you can go up against oprah and win for some foolishness uh, yeah to say that she's saying what she thought about how she felt uncomfortable about beef does not mean that she she didn't say no one else eat beef that was such a stupid thing and so yes national goat cheese uh uh, uh purveyors of america sue and sue netflix <laughs> exactly <laughs> see if you can get a couple of books exactly so their broy their lawyer Bruce Lederman, uh, it's Lederman, I think, said this case represents, among uh, among other things, a textbook example of the horn book, horn, no pun intended, explanation of copyright protection, that copyright law protects unique expressions, but not the ideas themselves. What makes this case particularly striking and significant is that it arises in the context of defendants who are highly sophisticated media uh, media production and distribution companies, which blatantly misappropriated the plaintiff's unique expression of an idea, even though they have a long history of vigorously protecting their own intellectual property. Hmm. Well, nice try. I, I look forward to who is going to be on that jury. I can't wait. I can't wait. Because I, 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 I can just imagine if it happens in Southern California and I get called to jury duty and they start questioning like, um, did you ever watch the show Charmed? Yes, I did. Uh, yes. Can we excuse this uh, this juror, potential juror, please? And I'd exactly. be able to leave. <laughs> and, but, did you ever watch Bewitched? Yes, I did. You're excused. You're you can go. <laughs> You are excused. That that would they'd have no jury. I I just think that this is nonsense because are they? I I okay. I don't know. I'm sure they do have. Uh, there have been as, as long as there's basically been the idea of Satan. There's been images of Satan having like a goat's or some kind of ram's head. So the idea that that was some kind of unique thing that they possess and have the copyright to is ludicrous. You can't copyright what exactly, exactly. So they unless they're... unless they basically have the, uh, the the they can use the dark arts to bring Johnny Cochran back. They are going to lose this case. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wow, wow. So not only are they the satanic temple, as they like to call themselves, are they upset about what it says is uh, is its work showing up on the series, uh, the series. Um, they also say that the original expressions are misappropriated through the use of an obvious copy, which is featured prominently throughout the Sabrina series and the central focal point of the school in the Sabrina series, which represents evil antagonists. They also go on to say the prominent use of the symbol as a central focal point of the school is associated with evil cannibalism and murder and blurs and tarnishes the TST Baphomet with children as a mark of TST. So, uh, Baphomet, I think that's the, 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 their deity with the ram, the goat head or ram's head. Yeah, so, all right. Well, I can just see if Johnny Cochran were here to be like, if if his head is a ram, pay the man. So, <gasps> <laughs> okay, but yeah. did I tell you? Did I tell you this was going to happen? Whether yes, it's, it's frivolous or not, I knew it. You did. You caught. That's why you're going to be my my new lotto consultant. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess off of 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 Satanists and lawsuits at Netflix onto another problem. And this is now, now these are other these are people who absolutely should sue. So let's talk about this next case. Okay, so many fans and I don't know if you noticed this on your Netflix at all. I have not at all. But 
there are a lot of fans, film fans, that have noticed targeted movie posters for black viewers. So it will be a movie. Let's take, okay, in the example they have in the article, uh, the movie set it up, net, you know, on Netflix. So in, on, in the right, in the, in the, on the right side, sorry, on the left side it are the actual leads who are white. But the poster that is shown to black Netflix subscribers who are looking to see that movie as either as a suggestion or whatever, they get Tay Diggs and Lucy Liu instead well, of uh, the white couple. Well, basically what the movie, the, the movie set it up to give you an idea, it actually is very clever because it's marketing to not only two different kinds of groups of audiences as far as ethnic, uh, you know, uh, racial things, but it's also uh, generational. So the movie is about uh, two high-powered executives played by... Um, not Tay Diggs. What did you say his name is? The actor? Not t- it's not Tay Diggs. What I don't say? know. Whatever they just his name say is. the white couple. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean the 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 black actor and Lucy Liu. Oh, what Tay is- Tay Diggs. Uh huh. It is uh, well, that was Tay. I wasn't sure it was Tay Diggs. Okay, so Tay Diggs and Lucy Liu are high powered executives, and they both have assistants. Because Tay Diggs and Lucy Liu's characters are single, they have their their focus is solely on work, and they're keeping their assistants working all kinds of hours of the of the night, and so they get an idea these assistants they talk and they decide like wait a minute if we're going to ever have any time off and have a personal life ourselves we've got to get our bosses a personal life so they decide to fix their bosses up and then in the course of trying to make their bosses have a romance they end up falling for each other so it so basically they're marketing it two ways they're marketing it to some people as this romance between these two young very attractive caucasian um uh, uh, couple, millennial couple, and then they're 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 selling it to, to Gen Xers as it's a it's a biracial romance between Lucy Liu and Tay Diggs. So it's like a win win. So some people are seeing one set of imagery based on the movies that they typically are putting into their queue, and other people are getting another set of imagery. They also did the same thing with the movie called Like Father, which stars Kelsey Grammer. And um, they, there apparently there's some other uh, black actor that has a 10 second role in the film. They have a picture of him. Yes, um, that's being that was being sent to some people. Were saying, but they do it beyond racial things. To be fair, even or to be unfair, the a perfect example is uh, when I was looking through a list of comedies uh, on uh, Netflix te- television shows. They show uh, the show Parks and Recreation. And on the cover, it just shows a picture of Chris Pratt. Now, Chris Pat was on that show, but he was by no means the lead of that show. I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but if you go, if you used to dig deep back in the days of Blockbuster, it's a it's a thing called a there was a thing once time upon a time called a video store where people would go and rent like DVDs and a, a even scarier thing called c- uh, cassettes, VHS cassettes, and they'd have cover art. And so sometimes when a movie would be made with somebody like Meryl Streep, like basically paid a waitress when she or her very first job in hollywood in some little crappy movie then once somebody blows up all of a sudden when they years later when they do a cover art for this movie they show meryl streep on the cover and you watch them like is meryl streep was she in the remember she was the one that handed the glass of water to the people that were the couple that were getting married oh yeah so that's what they will do lots of times so they they do that with some of the i've noticed with some of the some of the movies you'll see somebody on the cover who's a big star and you'll start to watch the movie and be like wait a minute was 
was Chris Pratt the parking uh, lot attendant in this movie? But that's, that's but it, that's it's all misleading. Regardless of what they're tr- what you're trying to do, it's misleading. Absolutely. If I get there and I'm expected, they did this with Love Actually too. So if I get there and I and they used uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor like for one of the movie posters. If I am, I, oh, this is a movie with Chiwetel Ejiofor and he's in it like once for like two seconds or what? That's misleading because now you've had me waste my time on something I did not intend to watch. So you are forcing me to, you know do most people are going to watch a little bit through to see and they may or may not shut it off but the thing is if you're going to do that why not actually highlight actual black movies i mean come on well but basically what they're trying to do is get the most people to watch these things because they're trying to make you feel like you're getting your money's worth by giving you more content but again i think it's going to do the exact reverse you're going to basically start watching something and when you find out that chris pratt is the parking lot attendant you're going to be pissed because he keeps his shirt on through the whole scene as a parking lot attendant next so yeah that that is a huge mistake pissing people off making them think that Kelsey Grammer is going to be a stone cold brother. It's not going to happen. So, <laughs> so stop this is what doing happens. this Netflix. Stop doing it. This is what happens when you put um, your profits ahead of people. When you are so blinded by what you could make and you have all these plans. Nobody there told you that this was a, a, a bad idea. Nobody said that this could be misconstrued. Again, going back to your thing with Bill Clinton and you didn't have people around you that said don't go or this is a bad idea. Nobody at that table and see this is the problem with not having diversity at your table and i mean diversity of thought not necessarily just ethnic or racial diversity diversity of thought nobody (laughs) all of you in the damn echo chamber said yeah that's a great idea and you all did it you're dumb as hell stop it well, I just got to give up one little point. The thing that you mentioned about Bill Clinton, that was a private conversation that people were like, no, what is she referencing? What did he say? Oh, <laughs> see, was, everything, everything is, is all, bl- it's all blending together. It's all blending together. But I mean, it's not a, bl- it's true. It's true. It's, you know, the fact that, um, that people sometimes do things, uh, even like, you know, okay, this Rebel Wilson thing or any of these other things. Sometimes people do things where you're like, nobody was around you that to advised that is a you bad idea. to say it's yeah. a bad idea or did you just were so intent were you just so intent on not listening and doing what you wanted anyway but i'm like really netflix out of all the idiots that work there nobody said that this was a bad idea well probably the person said it was a bad idea works in the mail room that's probably why but what i don't understand is what they think the end result is going to be yes you're going to trick people into starting to watch a movie and you think they're going to just oh they're going to love it so uh, like father so much they're going to be like oh it's oh it's cool this movie has uh only one black character in it and he's only in it for 10 seconds that that's going to only annoy people so don't trick people into thinking that the story is about something that it really isn't about or also they'll do the same thing where they'll try to make movies seem sexier where they'll have some like you know girl in a bikini on the cover of the of, of the movie thing and you'll be like watch it and be like there's like nobody in a bikini in this home why is she in a bikini on the cover of this thing so it's just yeah so they play a lot they're playing fast and loose racially with who's a star of the movie uh who's a big star now that wasn't a big star when they were playing a parking lot attendant so stop it cut it out you know, if you're going to have different kind of art, because I can understand the idea of different pictures of the same leads to see if, if a close up of these people or a picture of them kissing does better. 
as long as it's the actual people who are the stars of the actual movie. Different versions to see how which ones get more clicks, that's totally defendable. But not putting people on the covers that are not the star of the thing, no matter what their race is, or if they were famous when if they were weren't famous when they made the movie, but they're famous now. Do not highlight them on the cover if they have like two seconds scene a second two seconds on the show. Don't do it, yo. Don't do it. well speaking of netflix aren't they trying to get add a teeny bit of diversity now with an an actual movie now yeah um you know this is not to say there are no diverse movies on netflix yeah absolutely i just think that it's stupid that they would do that but yes they are so new film coming out from insecure executive producer apprentice penny now you know i am an insecure stan love insecure so uh apprentice penny has the uh production company called the penny for your thoughts which is actually very um, very clever clever. very Very clever clever. she must have a friend who's a a a, uh, college professor but go ahead (laughs) (laughs) clearly so there's a uh, new movie a netflix film called uncorked that is coming out starring courtney b vance uh, niecy nash mamadou afie as well and it, this is going to be really, really interesting. It's supposed to be a father-son story loosely based on the family history of Prentice Penny, which is kind of cool. So oh, he, absolutely cool. But I got to say, I got to interrupt you for a minute. Yeah. When I was trying to say Bobby Cannavale or whatever, you zero help. But then you're all like, Mama do something. And just like <laughs> came flowing. So, and I was just, I was in the air, just like, I was in the water struggling. To, I was going down for the third time. You're all like, bye. You didn't, I didn't try have, to help me. Look, I didn't have his name in front of me, so I have this in front of me. Plus, All I'm right. African, so I understand how to uh, pr- pronounce at most African names. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Likely get- story. You're all like, bye, Kevin. <laughs> Can I have your TV channel and coffee mug? Well, for Christmas, <laughs> I will buy you, um, uh, what, what, what's, what's the uh, language? Rosetta Stone. Um, <laughs> Rosetta Stone on how yes, to pronounce Italian on names. On how to pronounce Italian names. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Merry Christmas. So, so it actually, it is, as I said, stars uh, Nisi Nash, Mamadou Athier, and Courtney B. Vance called Uncorked. And it's, um, it is basically it follows a young man who's fueled fueled by a love of wine. And he's trying to become a master sommelier. Is that how you say sommelier or sommelier? Yeah, sommelier. Okay, sommelier. Uh, while dealing with, see, you know that, see? Anyway, <laughs> so you can say sommelier. Oh my God. I'm revealing stuff about myself, I guess. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> but you can't say carnivale. Anyway, <laughs> while dealing with his father's expectations that he'll take over the family barbecue business. Um, so I can I th- I can see this really resonating with a lot of people. You have a family business, but that's not really what you want to do. You have a love, and you want to go over into that. And so there's this expectation that all right, you're going to carry it on. And then I can see, especially for people of color, particularly black people, where where you have this business because you're trying to start generational wealth and you're trying to start a family legacy. So you started this so that your children will have something. And then they're like, no, I want to be a rapper. I can kind of see. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love rapper, sommelier. You say (laughs) Two sides of the same coin. (laughs) So, you know, just I just threw out rapper. Not that it's the same as a sommelier. But 
but it is interesting that 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 um that Netflix they they had a movie recently called Napoli Ever After. So they're doing some uh uh, uh Netflix originals that are absolutely uh aimed at uh, p- uh people of color. Another market. I don't know how many teens must have subscriptions to Netflix streaming because my God. Every single month, at least three teen rom-coms come out. And if that isn't enough, just regular teen rom-coms, apparently there uh, there's a lot of gay teens that have Netflix accounts because so many gay teen rom-coms or, or gay teen coming out of uh, Netflix originals uh, in every conceivable language are keep coming out week after week. So, yeah, they need to broaden their scope a little bit more of some of these Netflix originals. Just just a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> just a little bit. So that's going to be interesting to see because, you know, I was, I really enjoyed uh, Napoli Ever After with Sanaa Lathan uh, that, that it came, that come out, came out just recently, actually. Yeah. It was around September, I believe. Yeah. And there was a lot of buzz, media buzz around that. In fact, my, um, my boyfriend and I watched it together and we both really enjoyed it. Aw. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. He was the one that suggested it. So I said, oh, okay. Oh, very sweet. Yeah. All right. So anyway, now that we know that Tachi's booed up, let's move on to the next story. <laughs> Be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So finally, speaking of booed up, my boo, my <laughs> other boo, <laughs> Idris Elba has been named People's Sexiest Man Alive. Yeah, because before he'd already been just uh, earlier this week, he had been named Tachi Sexiest Man Alive. And (laughs) this has been his week. This is his week. Also named uh, People's Sexiest Man Alive. Yes, 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 yes. Good for you, Idris. What I always wonder about that title is like, do they kill all the other sex or all the other sexiest men like in a a riding around together in a van and that went off a cliff? What happened to, you know, uh, Ryan Reynolds? Reynolds and and uh you know and uh what's his name uh I can't even remember who it was last year but anyway all those other guys dead uh Denzel Washington is he okay is anybody checked on him <laughs> is he sure. all right what happened? I'm sure, you know the, remember you know you have to move on at some point you can't be you can't be the idiomine of sexiest man alive forever but, at but some the, point, the, the, the problem is the name if they just call it the, this year's sex the 2018 sexiest man like you're the sexiest this year versus the sexiest man alive means is everybody else dead what happened <laughs> wait <laughs> I you know I yeah the sexiest man alive. I, I think, well, no, when you go to the Twitter page for People Magazine, they have um, people's hashtag sexiest man alive 2018. Okay, so I mean, he's the sexiest man alive. But that still sounds like he's the sexiest man alive in 2018, implying that the other men died in 2018. And implying that next year he will not be <laughs> he will not be alive next year. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't. You, you, he's just sexy. You're reading too much into this. Uh, All Kevin. right. Well, yeah, but you know what? Wake me when he's named People's James Bond of the Year. That's when it's going to be real news to me. Oh, I would love that. Yeah. I so when he's that. Bond, that's going to be a real news, not this arbitrary title that that uh, threatens to murder, uh, you know, Ryan Reynolds and stuff. Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> well, congrats to you, Idris. We are all happy and we all agree you truly are the sexiest man alive. 
Okay, well, can we can we try to squeeze in before we end the show about some of the shows that have yeah 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 actually orders? actually we're we're, we're going to move on now because I mean and this was spar- uh, spurred off of the the fact that Alec Baldwin's show if you know he has a, t- a Sunday night talk show at ten p.m. You know what? Now I know, but apparently nobody else did. Clearly not. Because now, well, now you know it's been bumped to Saturday, starting in be- December in ABC. I think they've had enough. But you know, first of all, the show literally—I think it's probably aired two episodes. Who the hell thought that anybody would want to watch a talk show hosted by Alec Baldwin on Sunday nights at ten o'clock? At ten, because if you have again, a job, you're in bed. But also, he had a show on MSNBC for five seconds, and it lasted just about five. In fact, as they were saying, and we're live, literally, before the guy could uh, that said that could walk and pick up his cup of coffee, they were already turning off the lights and closing and sweeping up. Because <laughs> it got canceled that quick. So the fact they thought that they thought that Alec Baldwin was enough of a personality unto himself that people want to tune in and watch him talk to his friends was looney tunes he's an actor okay so that type of thing first of all it should never have been on abc that's the type of thing that you try on a netflix that you try on you know these other over the top amazon could have gone for it i don't think it had its right home second of all i did watch one episode because i was you know interested to see what this show would be like i and as much as i like alec baldwin i don't like him as a host absolutely not uh, or an interviewer he's not a journalist and and i'm not saying that you have to be a journalist in order to do that but this type of show that he's trying to do you kind of need a journalist for it so it in uh, yeah no sorry alec but mm. and if they didn't have enough clues that he was the wrong fit another thing that he did that that to me didn't work out was he was on uh tcm turner classic movies when Robert Osborne was ill before he died, um, he host uh, he hosted a show that would come on every Saturday. Um, I think it was called The Essentials, where they would uh, watch. He'd, you'd have a guest uh, star on for that whole month, but they film it all at one time, and they would talk about their favorite movies that they believe are essentials. And you'd watch the, the we the viewers see the whole movie, and then they have a discussion about the movie at the end. And he wasn't good at that. I feel like being an actor, he'd be really good at talking about movies and really taking it apart and looking at it and showing us to look at it a different way with these different people and to me it was that wasn't even a good fit so the idea of a general interest uh pop culture or you know news oriented uh kind of talk show on sunday nights on abc especially just once a week talk shows just in just in general how many once a week talk shows can we name that are hits can we name any once a week talk shows that are you know that are doing well the only thing i can really think of it would be bill maher's uh real time with bill maher and he has uh he does an interview he, do- he does a monologue at the beginning then he has an interview with just one person then he opens up the discussion where he has a panel of like three guests and then in the uh at, towards the end of that he has another guest come out that he does a light interview with and they join the panel and discuss something for five seconds and then he closes out the show with him discussing uh some of the events of that week so that isn't even a a traditional talk show like alec baldwin was trying to do i just think the whole thing was stupid from the start he must have had something in his contract they they have to air all the episodes which is why they farmed it to saturday which is the new tv graveyard 
It really is a new TV graveyard. I don't know. So I think, and they, you know, they've talked to him. They even know, you know, Alec Baldwin's like, you know, even if the show doesn't last or whatever, he's kind of like, whatever. <laughs> he just oh, yeah, wants- he's making money hand over fist. He's doing great. He's hosting some uh, game show on the game ABC show. Or- yeah. What was it? It's not Pyramid. It's like it a- is. It is the it is Match Game. Match he's Game. Yeah. That. So, yeah, they they rebooted a bunch of those uh, old school uh, game shows. But, um, yeah, it was it was doomed from from word go. All right, so but uh, a couple of other shows off top of my head that have gotten full season orders. One of my personal favorites, ABC's A Million Little Things, has uh, got a full season order. So we'll be able to see that uh, more of that, which I'm excited All about. All right, uh, Manifest, also NBC's Manifest, the 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 plane missing for five years uh, show. Yes, uh, 2018's Lost is is got a full season order, <laughs> yes. which is good news. Also, much. Much to both our chagrins, Fox's Cool Kids got a full season order. I don't. Again, apparently they are they made some kind of pact with somebody with a goat's head to keep that show on, <laughs> or maybe uh, they have that statue in on they set. Got, that statue is somebody's rubbing on that statue because <laughs> that show should not have been picked up for a full season, but it was. I don't understand. Anything else, Taji? Uh no. That <laughs> surprisingly, that's it. All right. I can't believe we got another one in the can. Episode 43, y'all. Episode 43, guys. And it was such a sweet episode. Thank you, my wonderful co-host. And thank you. And where can people listen to not only this episode, but so much more? Oh, all the rest of our fantastic episodes? We are in so many places. And I I can't wait. Soon we're going to have an announcement about another place we're going to be, but that's not going to be today. But I just want to let you guys know to keep your ears. Teaser. Yes, it's a teaser. Keep your ears peeled. Is it your ears or your eyes? (laughs) Your eyes peeled and your ears to the ground. Okay, that's it. I like ears peeled. I like ears peeled. So keep your ears (laughs) peeled (laughs) like grapes for the next spot we're going to be it's an exciting one but you can listen to us on stitcher itunes slash apple podcast soundcloud spotify google play tune in radio and you can also go to tvchanneling.com and listen to us that way on podbean or straight to tvchanneling.com and while you're there we would love it if you would not only listen but also leave a review also subscribe so that you can get all the episodes as soon as they drop and share share it on social media and share with other people and speaking of social media if they wanted to share this where could people find us on social media Okay, we're everywhere. We're on Snapchat. We're on Facebook. We're on the gram known as Insta and my personal favorite Twitter. And we would love to hear from you. So if you have any questions about anything we've talked about in this or any other episode, let us know. And if you have any questions about uh, anything going on in pop culture in general, we'd love to hear it. And we may actually answer your question, not only on social media, media, but we'll also answer it here. And if there is a show that you want us to talk about or review, let us know. We might We might review it and talk about it on the next episode of TV Channeling. Indeed, indeed. Well, once again, thank you, Kevin. <laughs> thank you Tachi and thank all of you for listening it's because of you that we do this uh, we don't do it for ourselves well we kind of do but we also do it for you <laughs> so, <laughs> so thank you for listening and we're going to sign off the way we always do letting you go back to whatever it was you were doing before you were listening to us bye from Tachi 
and goodbye from Kevin. And remember, if you're watching it, we're talking about it. Cheers. Bye.